Greetings, ladies and gents, and welcome to this daily science fiction extravaganza, commonly known as Tales, Tales from Outer from space. Out, space. Out, space. Taken from the subreddit HFY, all the relevant links will be down below. And, as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider supporting the channel. On to the science fiction. Story number one. The Perils of Communicators. Written by Lostful. As it turns out, fate has a sense of humor. I am writing this in English, one of the human languages. I am doing this to illustrate to you all the dangers of using Galactic Universal Translator with humans, as many of you will not understand the nuances that led to my mistakes. I have learned that humans find great humor in trying to communicate with each other with the device because of the nuances it misses. Many of you reading this will be reading it through such a device and be confused by the wording. This is intentional as it serves as a warning to be wary of such when you are interacting with a human diplomat. My name is probably pronounceable for the humans, being as their languages run such a wide range. If it is, I have no idea how to spell it. The humans seem intent just to call me Rex, which I now know to spell in English, so we will go with that for now. I have learned much about English, its rules and structures, and incredibly difficult to comprehend. I have learned it is at one of the more popular languages in the area that I am currently forced to reside. I was one of the foremost slave hunters in the galaxy prior to meeting this young race and learning the true perils of language. You see, all the crimes and accidents I stand accused of in the greater galactic community were caused by my translator. I know some readers are already expressing disbelief, and I don't blame them. The Universal Translator has worked for every other species. How would the humans be so different? If that's you, then pay attention. The Galactic Universal Translator works by analyzing and determining how to convey the concepts of one language to another based on a crapload of input. Okay, I'll be honest, I have no idea how it works, but I know when we fed the human broadcasts into the machine to learn their languages, we made a great mistake. I remember my first human slave acquisition. I should have learned from it, but I failed to. If you have seen any human broadcast, you'll have likely seen one where they make art by controlled movement. Lord Zirkus of the Roger decided he wanted one and asked me to acquire him a human slave to entertain him with this new form of art. He was specifically showing me the show about water tapping. He wanted one of the humans in a skirt to tap their feet. So, trusting the Universal Translator implicitly, I loaded its parameters into my scanner and began the search of an artistic of movement in a skirt near the aisles of what the humans call Europe. Now, having never seen a human outside of broadcasts or art based upon highly controlled movements before, most of you likely think you understand what they are. I did after seeing the example. There was no way I could have realized that the humans have many forms of movement arts. I have since learned what I saw was called river dancing, and my geography was off slightly. Some humans study form of artistic motion called martial arts, 
To my misfortune, the communicate and scan identified the now infamous Logan Blair, the terror of the roger. When the scanner found his form in the grass outside of a public gathering place poisoned, I figured he was safe candidate, as he didn't have to subdue him or struggle with their capture. The scanner identified him as wearing a skirt and specializing in human artistic movement. I have since learned that I was in the land of the Scots and not on the land of Ayr. He was wearing a kilt, which looks like a skirt, but it's for violence. His form of artistic movement was a combination of many styles called mixed martial arts. Now, those of you reading this through the Universal Translator likely do not understand the difference between water dancer and martial artist. I also learned that he was not poisoned as we first assumed. The humans voluntarily imbibe harsh chemicals of all sorts, in his case scotch, They do this to inhibit the brain functions in which they find entertainment. They can truly be a terrifying race. I would go into detail regarding the slaughter and coup staged by Logan Blair against the Roger, but that is well documented. My part in it was completely accidental, though I still have to bring Lord Blair scotch when I get to leave Earth. I have yet to ever understand what he says, even with the Universal Translator. Unfortunately, the saga of Lord Blair hadn't started yet, and human slaves were in high demand for numerous entertaining facets that they broadcast. And having secured one from a high lord already, I had many contracts come in. I was proud as I thought I had finally found my way to riches. If I had known then what I do now, I would have petitioned the Empire leaders to quarantine the planet. Much like the human story of Pandora, I opened the jewelry store and let loose the humans, lest I think that's how it goes. I took the contract for a party animal, which I secured from a place called Russia. The animal appeared to be a cultural icon of the country and a party that leads it. He did not come along as peacefully as Lord Blair did. I lost two crew members, but fared much better than poor Lord Quirrellin's guests, who he decided to surprise by letting a real human party animal loose amongst them. I have since learned that the word party will never work in the Universal Translator, as it has too many meanings to rely on context. Those still reading through the Universal Translator will not realize that the same word can mean a good time or a governing body. But I was off on my next contract before the news even broke of that event, and I was far too busy to notice. I still cannot go near Sokoa, then Lord Quirrellin has a price on my head. In many ways, the complexity of their language is a testament to the human brain and their ability to communicate complex thoughts through just written or spoken words without the associated sense or displays commonly used. As I recently started to learn English, I started to see why the translator could have been confused. The request for a special mind resulted in me acquiring the largest human specimen that I could find in a place the science said was for special people, called a mental asylum. Broadmoor, I believe, is the name. If the amount of security I had to go through, I easily believed these minds were truly unique amongst humans. After all, the Quell kept their brightest together in a collective housing to harness the power of their minds. Ben was very happy until he wasn't. His addition caused the loss of an entire Quell collective and has forced me to avoid regions they control. 
Thankfully, not all contracts we took were disasters. The contract I took for the Zoltan, who I was later told was addicted to human shopping shows, might not have been so lucrative, but I have heard no complaints from his compound. Why human shopping shows fueled his interest in human wildlife, I do not know. I must admit, I was surprised when he sent a list asking for three pairs of crocs, a hog, a jaguar, and a pair of pumas, and twelve red bulls. I must say, that mission was terrible for the crew morale, and we accepted the contract at far too low of a price. We would never have captured the crocs without the help of a human group called the Aussie. They even helped us wrestle a few onto our ship and wished us well and to mate. They are a strange species. I cannot imagine why Zoltan wanted to ride a hog or what he intended to do with the bulls. After we demanded additional pay, which he refused, we didn't care. We dropped all of his cargo off at his complex, taking our cages and restraints with us. We figured he would catch them himself. By this point, some of the news must have been getting out, as this was a sharp decrease in demand outside of scientific and military bodies. I guess, in my confusion, combined with the similar situations other slave hunters had encountered had led to much of the Empire starting to fear the splitting species who didn't even have space travel, I thought. It was only after my time here that I learned just how capable their brains are as they reversed engineered the ship left by a crew who thought it was safe to pass through a parkway, as nothing should be moving. Why humans park in driveways is still confusing. Their unfortunate demise heralded a golden age for the humans. It also put me in what the humans called an ironic situation. I am no longer welcome in the Empire space, or what's left of it. I am only safe here on Earth in this facility that the humans were kind enough to host me in. You see, most of humanity was unaware of the Empire and was happy, hating, and fighting each other. But again, my translator misunderstood the human language and led to my ultimate exile. The Emperor wanted human slaves knowledgeable in human politics. My translator identified human politicians as knowledgeable, and I abducted slaves of many of the attendees of the United Nations Summit before encountering a significant resistance. This, I have since learned, also made the human broadcasts. It turns out that learning of life outside the world got them excited. Taking their leaders, though, appears to have sent the wrong message. I do not understand why, since they were almost immediately replaced and with little impact. I have been asked many times by human talkers, oh wait, is the word interrogators, why I didn't take the university professor of political science. I do not understand why a better candidate would be one who professes politics as a science. Emperors and lords rule based on might, yet again... Humans complicate things much like they do their language. The Terran Armada that tore through most of the Empire was led by some human of government called a Republic that I have yet to understand. I still do not know which Lord is in charge of it and it appears to change often. So now I am a guest of the humans where I have decided to learn as much about the languages as I can to prevent the same mistakes in the future. I am told that they have more than the average three, so this should be a challenge. Humans have found great amusement in both my explanation and the Galactic Universal Translator I was only too happy to give them. They have put it on a monster they call a cat, who watches me constantly. It even calls me an exotic slave when demanding I do things for it. 
I am learning the human concept of irony. Story number two. Immortality written by erratic architect. He sat by her on a world far from their homes. The sunset here was glorious, the blue star refracting colors of all which there were no names through the clear atmosphere. This is lovely, she said. I wouldn't mind staying here forever. Not forever, he responded. You have yet to undergo the process to gain immortality. Always a downer, aren't you? She smiled. Why are you so hung up on that? His skin began to darken, a sign of anxiety. I am a Telerain. We know not old age, and you, our cold friend, I would like to stay by your side forever. Truly, forever. I, uh, I don't want you to go. That's sweet of you, she said. Don't worry, I'll stay beside you however long I live. Does it matter, he asked. When will you be gone in the blink of an eye? You will know, she said. When that time comes, you'll have your answers. A single white lump of stone was all that remained. Human practices were barbaric. Where the Terrellen body would be preserved for all the time as a vessel more precious than all the gold in the universe, humans allowed their kin to rot beneath the earth. But then, what was there to preserve? He had never lost a friend before. But now that he had, he thought their grand ceremonies were needlessly pointless. She was gone, however her body was treated. The most important part was not coming back. They had explored countless worlds together, ate together, slept together, laughed together. He brought up immortality conversion many more times, but she just waved him off, and kept waving him off as her body decayed, and she became bedridden. Would it matter? Would it matter? When she was gone, what would their friendship be? But dust in the wind. Memories that would fade in time, when a friendship with another Terudian would only ever grow. But she was right. He had his answer now. She mattered. They mattered. And would always matter beyond the bounds of their lives. He loved her with all of his heart and soul. And even if she was no longer was, she'd stay with him forever. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this dose of science fiction fun. I hope that you enjoyed. And if you did, please don't forget to support the author from the link down below. But if you want to support this channel, there are links as well down below for you to help with. But the easiest way would be to share this video. And if you are so inclined, subscribe as well. I will see you all in the next episode, and I hope that you all have a fantastic time until then. Cheers.